So, uh, if you haven't seen by the episode description, we are, of course, talking about Poltergeist. Hell yeah, we are. First released in 1982. Um, Poltergeist, 1982 American Supernatural horror film, directed by Tobey Hooper and written by Steven Spielberg, Michael Grace, and Mark Victor, uh, based on a story from Steven Spielberg. Uh, this is also the first time that production credit was also given to the fucking destroyer of franchises herself, the whore of Hollywood, Kathleen Cunt Kennedy. This is wait. This the, was her uh, first. This uh, is the first credit? time she, because uh, she's well known for she, the first person she let, leads on to. Obviously, was George Lucas, but she quickly attached herself to uh, Steven Spielberg. So this mm. is the first movie that she, she fucking made the tea and coffee for. Hmm. D- does fuck all, but got her name on it. So this is the first that utter whore bitch. Uh, obviously no bass here whatsoever towards that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, right. I fucking despise her so much. Um, Same. I definitely am not a fan. A talentless fucking hack that just leeches on the other people's work. And then when she gets the... Uh, how the fuck she ended up running Lucasfilm, I'm still... Uh, still can't wrap my head around because well, look, she's thing, an ugly fuck. So no way has she slapped her way to the top. Like unless well, the thing I don't get with her is like most executives only have a lifespan of about two to four years in a company, and she has been here for fucking way too goddamn long. I really don't understand it. She must have some amazing blackmail material, right? That's the only uh, thing. It's it's gotta <laughs> be um. I know her husband had a lot to do with making her introductions and stuff. You know what I mean? She's a social climber. She's mm-hmm. nobody of value or of importance. Um, yeah, and it's sad to see that she actually managed to get her tentacles into the horror genre as well. But fucking hell, why that woman is like where she is just makes you scratch your head. Like, luckily enough, <laughs> she hadn't got her claws in enough to actually have any creative say. She just got her name on. It was probably a favor. Do you know what I mean? Because you know why uh, most of us don't give a shit about the credits unless you're finding oh, out to see what other people's work done. <laughs> but these people uh, care. Same as the award ceremonies. Nobody cares. Even less so now because nobody wants to watch three hours being preached at by idiots. Right. Um, who are complete hypocrites. But they care. And obviously, this is their whole currency. Um, I'm currently reading. Um, Tom Burr's book, Revenge, about uh, fucking Mephi and Markle. And I'm getting more insight into the whole Hollywood. You know, you do not have to have talent in that sphere. You just have to schmooze with the right people and you're set up. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, that's it. You pull the ladder up behind you and you become a gatekeeper and don't let anybody else in. That's why movies are in the shit state they are now. Uh, I just saw her name when I was watching this. Um, first time her name pops up at the end credits. And an instant fucking rage. I mean, <laughs> I just saw Red Mist. I near threw something at the TV. Mm-hmm. I just saw him like, Fah! Yeah. That woman has a lot to answer for. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there's, apart there's from that, definitely a special place in hell for her. Oh, about all seven levels. I mean, she needs to just fucking <laughs> get bounced up and down the ladder between all seven levels and fucking sent again for another trip uh, mm-hmm. this could be two hours i mean just going <laughs> off on one seriously uh just just seeing her name now that 
that's the amount of rage mm-hmm. I just feel. I fucking steam coming out of my ears, just fucking die, woman, die. Yeah, right. Oh man. So we're not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> In case anybody's misinterpreted what I'm yeah. saying. But um, great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's not an 18 rated, you know, I mean, it's not a gore fest. This is suspenseful horror, you know, what I mean, oh, this yeah. is um, this works, mm-hmm. and I still have the same chills and feeling and enjoyment sticking this in the old uh, Blu ray player than when it first came out and when I watched it since. This mm-hmm. was a video shop, you know, I mean, this is the memories of the video shop. Oh, I yeah, remember definitely. the poster. They're here, you know that that is one of the most iconic uh, posters in horror. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Just her right up on the TV, like that's classic. Like you, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, and uh, these are these are kind of the staple of eighties horror. I mean, this is the beginning, sort of. You see the late seventies sort of influence with the effects, but this is definitely the start of the eighties genre of horror. And I, mm-hmm. I'm starting to consider that now the golden age of Blockbuster horror, would that make sense? I mean, that's that's what I'd call it. Yeah, it's the 80s, definitely um, a special time for horror movies. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the horror genre's nation, more stuff's going to, you know, if you delve into horror, definitely more's come out since, and the 90s took it in a new direction, and with mm-hmm. straight to DVD and then streaming, it's got its own thing. But in terms of horror movies actually being big at the bo- uh, box office and sort of making the mainstream aware that horror does exist. You know what I mean? This is definitely uh, iconic. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you might like definitely. horror, but you'll know Poltergeist. You'll know if somebody goes to you, they're here. You instantly know what that's about. Even if you've never seen the movie, like your ones will just yeah. know. That's powerful. The story itself, um, it's a very basic story. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> It's not trying to overcomplicate a thing, but mm-hmm. one thing that really impressed me is actually the pacing. They managed to keep the pace in this movie the whole way through. Mm-hmm. I think, um, especially over the last few months, I've watched too much uh, James Wan stuff. We are <laughs> waiting 45 minutes for something to happen, and then it all happens at yeah. once. And too many um, movies now copying that sort of thing, that you fucking jump scare, jump scare, bore, 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 snooze, 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 everything! Yeah. But this manages to go... There's no miss, you know. I mean, there's no filler in this movie. It makes sense. Like we'll start off. We've mm-hmm. got the Freelings. Um, they're living in Sesta Verde. I think that means um, I looked that up. Green Slope or something, or Green Hill. It sounds about right. Yeah. Um, a planned community only in America. You people love your cults. <laughs> He's even made fucking neighborhoods at the. Cults. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, um, I remember hearing about HOS for the first time, scratching my head, going, what the hell is that? And then you realize, it's a fucking cult. Yeah, straight the fuck up. You can't buy a house without joining a cult in America. Just minus, like, all the cool sex and blood orgies. Like, it's fucking American as shit. Fucking even American cults manage to make sex boring. When you hear, like, (laughs) fetish people fucking talking about their... You're actually like... (sighs) 
like they spend more time talking about sex and just doing it and fucking mm. having fun. <laughs> Back to the same, they can't even yeah. like the misery cult of today can't even have a fucking couple of sunny days. Like, oh, oh it's uh, world's coming to an end. The end is nigh. And funny enough, this is happening during the eighties, where midstream of the fucking satanic panic. So <laughs> horror movies were like, oh, there's a cult right in the corner. Well, people are in a cult. Yeah, <laughs> fucking true. moving into cults. Um, the suburban cult, you know what I mean? Um, fuck yeah, people slide Britain off of the class system, but Jesus Christ, you guys take it to another level. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's just funny watching back. You know what I mean? That they're all um, the guy, the uh, Stephen. He's the realtor. Mm-hmm. Living in the in, uh, neighborhood where he's trying to sell people to, so essentially he's a gatekeeper as well. Going, do you really mm-hmm. want to live with us? Are you one of us? Yeah. Um. We start off, of course, with the American anthem, America. Is that the anthem, or is it the use of like two anthems? Don't you? Mm-hmm. You like the Star Spangled to... Banner, which is like really jarring on the ears and difficult to listen to, and. Mm-hmm. And then this other one. Yeah, it wasn't a Star Spangled Banner pen at the start. It's the other one, which is associated as a. Is, I don't fucking remember. I'm clearly a good American. Not so good. That's <laughs> the other one. Gotcha. Uh, hold on. No, nah, well, never mind. I'm just a stupid uh, I'm farmer. looking. I. I don't fucking know. I hate this country. I'm getting you back, America. <laughs> See all the stupid questions I get fucking asked. <laughs> Are you what from Ireland? Do you know the O'Hafferty's from Donegal? Fuck off. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say stupid stuff about your country and make stupid I mean, and... I, it's fair. It's fair. I, <laughs> I fucking hate this country. So I just uh, leave me alone to my little lot of land and, and you guys can you know, do your all, all your own stupid shit. Um, but it's a Star Spangled one. Banner. Uh, it is. Uh, it was a Star Spangled yeah. Banner. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, if I remember right. I know there's another anthem that's not quite the same, but it's used uh, at the end of TV broadcasts. Oh, kids! By the way, back in the day, you didn't have 24-hour <laughs> TV. Yeah. It actually shut off at midnight. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. That that's not that long ago. That that it was wasn't, still that's a thing. A... I know like, I'm the crazy part. slightly old and decrepit, but I'm not quite there yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, TV used to shut off, and that was it. And then yeah. what they started sneaking in was the, what do you call them, the shopping art channel started mm-hmm. coming in, and then that was the precursor for 24-hour TV, yep. which, and sort of thinking about the way the world is now, maybe we need a bit less. Yeah, I think. <laughs> There's such a thing as oversaturation. There, there really is. Well, and that's that's when you dumb down the content. It's just like, oh, I have to have something. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, sludge must flow. Just turn it out, turn it out, turn it out. Mm-hmm. Where, like, even the Hollywood blockbusters gone now because every movie made's like hundreds of millions mm-hmm. to make. You know, I mean, it's either. If it goes in the theater release, it has to be hundreds of millions spent on it. And you're like, really? How how was the movie industry able to survive before? Um, I didn't check how much this cost, but it wasn't that much. You know what I mean? And it wasn't done in front of a fucking green screen. Yeah, let me let me check that out. I 
I'm drawing a blank on how much it was. Did I get some tens? Might have been the tens of millions. No, I mean it was a big movie. Let's let's be honest, and it's more than paid for itself. Hmm. I am actually not seeing a budget. I I mean it made one hundred twenty-one point seven in the box office. So imagine it was around with the 10, 15 mark. You know, it would have been the mark. Yeah, it was 10.7, apparently. Look at that. Look at that. Me yeah. actually thinking like I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can make a movie on 10 million using practical effects, mm-hmm. which, sorry, much more expensive and actually time consuming than actual than VFX. Yet they spend fucking billions now stupid amounts of money and 30 40 million in reshoots because they fuck it up the first time <laughs> here's a movie that they spent 10 million on got it right and it's still here today 40 years mm-hmm. later you can watch this movie and enjoy it oh yeah um so what we have here is like i said it starts off the tv that weird scene with the guy cycling on a bmx grown grown man with beers under his th- arm <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. somebody that's had a DUI. Like, that's all that is. <laughs> You're just going, really? Nah, kids messing about with themselves. The, who, who goes into the house? Somebody else's house with fucking beer spraying everywhere. Like, right? seriously? It's like, that's the one that you just crack open and drink before you go in, for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, or set them in the porch. You drop them in the porch. I know it was for a fact of the TV, but if somebody came into my house and got and spraying beer everywhere, they would, they'd be out the window. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, ain't that's major like just sitting there. So he's mm. sorry, that that's fucking fighting talk. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And, and I love how they're pirating the dude's cable. Like that's that's another thing that you don't really think about. But that used to be a thing. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was pirating. It was the it was the signals were the they were on the same bandwidth the frequency. So the two signals were conflicting with each other. Not, I'm, I don't think it was sure. I'm pretty because... sure he was tapped into the other dude's shit. Because every time no, he I think changed... it was the position of their TVs. Because uh-huh. remember back in the day, um, that could actually happen, especially when the remotes first came out. Mm. So the remotes were on the you know, I mean, you don't have the the digital sort of multi channel remote now working a mm-hmm. thousand frequencies, these worked on like five frequencies, yeah. And you couldn't go in, it's a bit like today with the Wi Fi routers, if you um. If two people are on the same provider and if you're on the Wi-Fi, the same channel, you can kind of bounce your signal, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and mess up each other's Wi-Fi signal. So that's where you change channel. Those remotes kind of work on the same principle. So they go at a certain frequency, and if they're within range of each other, but being like that close <laughs> as well gotcha. um, was funny, but it did happen. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a, conf, you know what I mean? It was like two people playing the radio and static or something, you know, messing or, you know, the old walkie talkies and somebody yeah. jumps on the same channel as you, CB radios. Oh man, I used to get in so much trouble as a kid with those because there was a, uh, uh, the police chief for the city lived on my street, like just a few houses up. So we used to get his uh, police radio all the time over our walkie talkies. Yeah, we didn't have that. All <laughs> our, all the police radios back home were encrypted. <laughs> Because it was mainly the army. <laughs> the police were using army equipment, so it was like all encrypted, like sneaky peeky mm-hmm. type stuff. So you didn't. Um... It happened sometimes, though. There were some stories where there was like a an observation post set up and they were doing a sting. 
and they'd actually broadcast onto somebody's TV. So somebody would actually get the fucking uh, what do you call it? night vision cameras staring at somebody else's, like one of their neighbors' houses, <laughs> just appear right. on TV, and then they'd be like, "Oh shit, the army's after you! The army's after you!" <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, it was uh, some weird shit, went though. But yeah, um, I had a CB reno. I'm just I know going off on a tangent, but I had a CB reno going off, and some of the conversations people would have was unreal, and it's like they didn't realize that they were on open broadcast. Like talking about their personal life and stuff, <laughs> like as if they were on the telephone. I mean, that's just the beginning of the internet mentality, where you're super fucking important and everybody know, needs to know your dirty laundry. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh. It was something else. <laughs> and then you get people fighting. Like, do you know where I live? Do you know where I live? I'm the one with the CB radio. See the tall radio. You come around my house now. And the thing is, people were within vicinity of each other because obviously shortwave radio yeah so it was possible fully enough though there weren't actually any fights of course so people unlike the internet people were legit actually able you could go and find something with a cb radio because you have to be the jump the wee uh monitor you can carry and you can find signals (laughs) so you could actually go and actually go and find someone oh that's and you could triangulate them to where they were so people could literally turn up at your front door but it never happened and it kind of shows that card, like you know, you don't, you can't see the person's face. You've got this safety net of being behind something, and uh, you know, all of a sudden you get braver. Oh, of course. You know, it actually takes a lot to stick your mug and actually let people see you and talk. You know, that's uh, that's why most people don't do it because they'd rather snipe from the behind an avatar than actually just stand up and say what you think. Yeah, no shit. But that's uh, kind of just all this movie just brings me back to that time, you know. I mean, um, human humanity hasn't changed, you know. I mean, you're no. still dickheads. Just the problem was <laughs> that now the dickheads are in control and like almost run the narrative, which is causing everybody misery. But yeah, that, that whole scene with them fighting over the TV, yeah, seeing each other's signals and stuff, and that it's just showing the whole suburban lifestyle mm-hmm. and. The plant, like I said, the plant community just adds that of alarm bells. But it's showing the idyllic lifestyle. If that makes sense. They're all happy. Yeah. Um. One thing that impressed me is this is a happy family. Yeah. They're a happy, content family. They're not, you know, what I mean, they're just going through their daily lives. No mm-hmm. issues, dramas, no angst. Because it's refreshing to see, actually, just a normal family getting on with their shit. Yeah, because yeah, you really don't see that. Because you know, majority of the time, that makes for a boring story. But it's essential in this plot mm-hmm. because it's the family's love that holds them together yeah. when an external force comes in to destroy them. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't have that, they'd all be beaten. And that's kind of the crux, you know what I mean? It was, the way they, mani- uh, they managed to portray that in the beginning was really good mm-hmm. and very minimalistic. You know, you didn't have to have it explained to you. You just saw it by yeah. the direction at the breakfast table and then joking well, with each I mean, other. That's the magic of Steven Spielberg's writing, like I mean, yeah, it's a Toby Hooper film, like straight the fuck up. But I mean, Spielberg wrote it, and he's a god of story. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Very. Uh, that's why I watch it. If we see something that's good, that's why I sing its praises because it's like such a novelty now. Where this was almost the standard. Do you know what I mean? No, this Spielberg, fucking was the standard. <laughs> Spielberg was the standard, and that's what you lived mm-hmm. up to. 
yeah. and that's and when you have someone good and you're not trying to turn them down but live up to their example things mm -hmm. get better but now we have this culture of fucking people sniping and if somebody does a wee bit better then you have to tell them down to make yourself feel better because you're shit you know yeah boring yeah so anyway the story uh focuses around carol and she's the youngest and we find out that her uniqueness is she was actually born in the house which gives her a special connection there's a whole um underlying message in this about connecting to the land yeah which i liked it was subtle you weren't getting beaten over the head with it but it's all about how important it is being connected to the land you live in mm -hmm. uh very actually almost very native american thinking isn't it well yeah i mean they're on top of a native burial ground but they didn't know that mm -hmm. or wasn't it native it was a cemetery was it god it was a cemetery yeah it wasn't remember he said at least it wasn't the ancient burial grounds no it was a cemetery that sounds about right i yeah you might be conflating with part two which i, I think I yeah <laughs> um it brings that aspect in there but it's not directly related mm -hmm. but the the theme of cur you know i mean have a connection to the land and if you have a connection to the land you live in it's strong and anchors you but so let's be it um carolina conduit mm -hmm. when when things first kick off it's her uh you see her kind of talking to the tv apparently she's known to sleepwalk mm -hmm. but she's in front of the tv and actually see the way she that we got elected such a shame she pa uh, passed early yeah uh heather work but the way she played that you know talking to the screen and the way she came across is brilliant oh yeah for her age like how many child actors are actually halfway decent? Yeah, not many. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As a like she really owned the role, you know, mm -hmm. played it right. But yeah, that's she's been targeted. She's the one actually talking through the TV. Uh the other ones. Then we start to see the things. Funny scene was her in the, the kitchen. Dude, I love that. And it's it's practical. And it's so amazing because you know it's just a bunch of motherfuckers just offset or just off screen, just waiting. They got that shit put together and like, all right, all right, it's almost our time to shine. Oh, yep. so goddamn good. But you've got Carol and she's like this, staring at the screen, mm -hmm. and her mother's like, "You'll hurt your eyes and flex the channel as if that's going to make a difference." Right. <laughs> that was just like, what the fuck? Um. It's almost saying something about the TV worship as well. Mm -hmm. No, probably internet. The TV was God. You know, people literally hung in every word. And if you lost the TV or signal, people get agitated and stuff. You know, no, now if people get disconnected from their phone, like there are people will literally fall apart. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, it's that sort of addiction is being there. You know, I mean, it's almost instilled from a young age. This dependence on uh technology you kind of see that's been brought in as well maybe i'm reading too much into it but there's kind of subtle messages through this no you can definitely see it but yeah <laughs> that scene where she flicks the uh clears up the breakfast table she's like i thought i'll ask you guys to push the table in uh, the chairs in mm -hmm. and then next minute she moves away <laughs> the chairs are pushed out again and then all of a sudden they're on top of the table that's so goddamn good but I think what makes this unique as well is her reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Instead of the typical, which if this was a modern, you know, mainstream horror movie, 
the person uh Diane would be like ah and fall down oh yeah it'd be straight up screaming suspenseful music and all that shit well, yeah like, that's pretty mundane like i mean yeah it's a big deal there's obviously something going on but it's not that big of a deal yeah or some or, asshole forgot to silence their phone oh yeah <laughs> mind all that too sometimes like, behave. um yeah but said that after the initial shock she's like whoa this is cool what else can i do yeah yeah i mean that's that's more realistic of a i mean i guess not so much in this day and age but like you know, me growing up as a kid, like that's the kind of shit that would have happened. Like everything's moving around. It's like, oh yeah, we got all this tape on the floor. Check this shit out. Like that's the kind of shit that would have happened in my household, as opposed to like freaking the hell out over everything. Yeah, there's something definitely lost because that spirit of exploration and not having a fear of everything unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. Uh... I don't know. It's it's sad to see it gone mm-hmm, because that's definitely. what leads to the innovation. That was leads to humanity pushing forward instead of going backwards. But yeah. yeah, the fact that she'd drawn out the circle went, "Look, I can do this," <laughs> and even Caroline's like, "Oh, not again." <laughs> yeah, I want to do something. A typical kid though, something's amusing for five minutes, and then well, I want to do something else now. Mm-hmm. But the whole way they reacted was just brilliant. You know, it just made the movie what it was. That was um was that before or after the earthquake? Um, that was after. after uh, earthquake right, so was the... pretty much the first night. Which the... it's so fucking funny because as a kid, I thought there's no way in hell people would sleep through that shit. As an adult that has slept through numerous earthquakes, including some massive earthquakes. Yeah, you can sleep through that shit. <laughs> yeah, God, it's um, like I've slept through bombs and mortars and all sorts. You know what I mean? Um, it used to be a funny thing. The last last time I was out in the sandy place, mm-hmm. um, the the order was if mortars come in, everyone had to get up, put on your body armor and helmet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then wait, and then you basically wait at the first light, and then go and search for what known as blinds. So basically, something lands in and doesn't explode. It's known as a blind. Mm-hmm. But if you don't find them, they can explode later. But eventually, you just got that blase that I would wake up in the morning, my helmet would be just like sitting on top of my head, and the body armor would be around my shoulders, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh, was there an attack last night?" <laughs> That's fucking great. And you just be like, "All oh, right, something must have." And everyone got like that, you know, because unless it directly, um, like impacted you, you didn't react because that's half the thing as well. Not the fall the bits every time something weird happens. Mm-hmm. Because unless you're directly in danger or you need to do something, then getting up the high dough all the time doesn't help you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. because I skipped that scene. She was first talking to the TV the first time she stepped up. And then the, when they actually reached out, yeah, she's talking away. Gotta love the 70s, almost Disney type effects. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced there's only like one effects company working in Hollywood at the time. That did everything. It was very similar to uh, Watcher in the Woods, wasn't it? I mean, kind of. I know it was done slightly different. That same sort of that spectral sort of effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. These are the days of ILM, like ruling everything. I mean, they kind of still do, but this was definitely. Um, it's had to have been ILM. 
Yeah, you can kind of see the influence, you know, I mean, across all <laughs> all sort of things. And some's like, here's the horror fucking effects box. <laughs> I'm <laughs> rule that out for every movie. <laughs> You're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so what starts as an actual oh, yeah. sort so of. So it was ILM that was doing it. It was? Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can kind of see that, you know, across the board. Mm -hmm. It was the same effects, you know, in use for practically every movie during the time until uh, Jim Hansen really became, he became the thing. Oh, God, there's my mm -hmm. phone going um, And then when Jim Hansen was like the forerunner, his effects and creature effects were in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just funny the way it is that um, one thing becomes that, and that uh, back to oversaturation, once you have like the one sort of aesthetic, it can kind of desensitize you. Yeah. You just see the same thing all the time, and then you lose the magic. But hey, that's Hollywood. Got a it's still a production factor at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, the whole thing with Robbie and the tree was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the fact that they had curtains, first of all. So the whole scene of Robbie being afraid of the tree and having a clown in his bedroom that he was afraid of, like don't have it then or put it in the closet right that's the funny shit it's like he covers it up it's like man you got a closet you also got a garbage can get rid of the fucking thing and also <laughs> why do we have the lights go out if that's something that terrifies you fucking doink then the lights go out mm -hmm. that's funny but yeah the whole um talk about the storm and stuff i know they were setting it up but it was just funny well curtains there job done yeah right no i'm not worried about it. But yeah, this is where we see things take the sinister turn because <laughs> I always thought, I remember first watching this, I thought the tree bit was at the end of the movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, fuck, that's the catalyst, pretty much. That's like yeah. when shit's like, hey, but we're going to go this. Crazy. I was a kid when I watched this. Ah, uh, that's fair. And I've watched it, but it's been years, you know what I mean? I'm mm. talking more than 10 years since I watched this movie. And I was, and I was conflate the first and second one because they're similar stories in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you know some of the scenes because the kids are roughly the same age. Um, we're not talking about the third one. That was just weird. Yeah, <laughs> that was just a strange movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, well, and even just how they like had to finish it out because, um, uh, Carol Ann had died. Yeah, had prior, a rock like, Yeah, yeah, had, she had a heart. Yeah, she had a heart died attack. right before the end. Or was it? No, she died before it, was... it finished. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was filming the part three before she passed. Because she was actually, one of the things was brought up uh, her face because of, she was on the steroids. Mm -hmm. Her face was actually bloated. And this is a sad thing. She was actually self conscious. And she's still only a kid, but she wasn't even 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And she was self conscious about being slightly bloated because she was having to take medical steroids yeah. to save her life. That's um, that's why I personally don't think, you know, I mean, I've, I'm. But hit and miss about child actors. Mm -hmm. I hate the Disney Channel or whatever it is now. You know, but the old school Disney Channel has been so down should actually be fucking brought in for child abuse. Right. The amount of people, kids that have fucked up over their time actually watching the BBC. I can I think they've done more damage than Jimmy Savile, to be honest. That probably um, but this wee girl had a complex in the third one because her face was slightly bloated. Mm -hmm. And not the Hollywood skinny perfection, and you're like, fucking not even ten years old, and that shit's in your head. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, that I, I remember reading about that, and just fucking uh, 
I was angry because I was just like, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. You don't do have the kids. That kids be fucking kids. I mean, I, I still don't like them, but I wouldn't do horrible <laughs> ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it, you don't have to like them to not hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's like I find them annoying, but at the same time, uh-huh. fuck with their heads. Right, let, and like that'll happen over time. Let them be children right now. Yeah, and that's why then you have childhood to build up that fortitude, mm-hmm. so that when the shitty stuff happens, that you realize, oh, people don't change. I remember getting told, like, oh, it's okay when you leave school; everyone will be better because they'll be adults. <laughs> and then, you, <laughs> no, no, you realize that there's fucking 50, 60 year old kids out there, mm-hmm. and they're worse. And you're like, fucking. That's why I don't do people. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> even at directing for this show, I find it difficult. It's like, okay, you understand I'm a fucking misanthrope, don't you? Right? <laughs> and really, to make a show and a bit of art, I'm fucking stepping out of my comfort zone because, right? Uh, but yeah, that whole scene uh, where things kick off, fucking tree comes in and eating Robbie, like that was proper horror fan. Fuck yeah, it was. Well, and you knew from the get go. Um, like just looking at that fucking tree, the face that was going to happen. I thought the yeah. faces were going to come alive. Yeah, the whole time, I, it's like you're just waiting for that shit to happen, and then this happens instead. Yeah, actually, that's what inspired. Hold on, can you see that? That wee tree I made for this—that's <laughs> what I actually was inspired by. Nice. The pulled. I didn't even. Can you remember the time? But uh, yeah, Poltergeist. Um, that's where that's where I had my idea to put the tree because I just always remember that tree, the, the way it was all gnarly and stuff, mm-hmm. and essentially had a face. But yeah, the tree actually eating the kid. Like this was on her. You know what I mean? There was also a thing about bad stuff can't happen to kids. Yeah, and here you have a kid getting eaten by a tree. You that's know, so goddamn good. Well, and of I course, that, that being the diversion. Like that was even more sinister. Yeah, the fact that yeah, we'll eat this kid if we can and kill it, but we don't care. That's not mm-hmm. the prize. And it wasn't even the case of we'll take both kids. Mm-hmm. No, the hardest uh, specific guy. You know what I mean? And we know who it is. The beast. Um, he gets personified the second one, but um, we he has a plan. And the parents are just like, "Oh shit, the kids getting <laughs> Robbie's getting eaten by a tree." Like what? What would you think? You know what I mean? Um, I know people have <laughs> yeah. criticized the parents. Go, why did you leave Caroline in the room? Well, she's in a room, not getting eaten battery, right? In a house, which <laughs> you're supposed to be safe. Yeah, I mean that's that's what makes this movie so scary. Is the one place that you're supposed to be a hundred percent safe is the place that's trying to kill you. Yeah, um, and then the fact that also most horror movies um, since and today. This would be dragged out of the ghost trying to capture Carol Ann. You know what I mean? That would be the whole thing dragged out for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Where this is like, nope, we're catching her. We're getting what we want. Mm-hmm. And that happens like straight away. Um. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the wee birdie thing. That was sad. Yeah. Like, once again, I, the the underlying message. Mm-hmm. So a wee birdie passes away and then obviously Dan's going to fudge down his toilet. She catches on. I think it's a show that she's a current empathetic person. Do you know, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of show up. But they put it in the box, they bury it in the garden, and then the, the garden's getting dug up with the bulldozer. Back to what I've said about that underlying message of respecting the land. 
mm-hmm. it's way woven the whole way through this movie well and even um the dad talks about it uh when the kid first brings up the tree being scary to him he's like well i mean it's an old tree it was here before us this is a part of the land and you know the, we are a part of that as well that's just like i i love that aspect of this movie it's just it's right there just at the surface but not in your face yeah, which is what people miss now. You know, this is that's the whole point is you you see that message and you see it being done well. And it's a simple one, respect mm-hmm. the land. So if you take something out, put something back in, or do as little damage as possible. Mm-hmm. If something's been there longer than you, like a thousand year old tree, then fucking leave it alone, build around it. Right. Not everything has to be hacked and burned. But back to my open, because I thought it was very like I was saying, last week with a couple of sunny days, the climate alarmists are achieving the exact opposite of what this movie's achieved in a few simple scenes. Right. Do you know what I mean? These idiots are like, that's why it's all kind of tied in. We've got the environmental message because it's like, these fucking idiots want us to wear her shirts and go back to burning wood, which is actually the whole point of technology is we've done less damage. It's We're going past the day of just pouring sludge into the river. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That those days are long gone and people have learned and the 80s was a major catalyst for change but these fuckers it's not enough because they're a cult and this movie's done more to talk about the environment and actually just have a bit of respect which is a palatable message mm-hmm. anybody can have respect at different levels oh hold on I have a wrapper I don't throw it in the street I stick it in my pocket or throw it in the nearest bin oh wait maybe sort out my recycling and not just chuck everything for landfill right really simple stuff to do um do you need to burn a tire if i'm having a fire pit <laughs> or it's a few bits of wood do you know what i mean mm-hmm. simple things um okay do i pour grease down the sink maybe not maybe think of a better way do you know what i mean that's you can tell people not to be arseholes without this fucking stupid cult mentality mm-hmm. That actually has the opposite effect because I want to go and fucking piss in rivers now every time the marshals speak. Right. It's just, it's like with vegans. Like, I am basically vegetarian. Like, if it wasn't for my wife, I pretty much would be vegetarian. But anytime one of those high and mighty vegans just starts to go off about shit, which I mean, I believe in animal rights and all that shit. Like, I would murder people over animals. But yeah, when they start to go off about shit, I just want to grab a pack of hot dogs and eat it in their fucking face. <laughs> yeah, get it just, it's like you're doing it the wrong like, way. Ah. <laughs> nah, it's friggin' uh, that, and that's what I mean. It's um, these idiots. Like this is a Hollywood. It just shows how much Hollywood has changed. Mm-hmm. Because this is a Hollywood mainstream Hollywood. It's the same sort of people around the end that are there now. Mm-hmm. They're still the same political leanings. They're still the same mindset. They're still a bunch of fucking deviants. Yeah. <laughs> and hypocrites. Do you know what I mean? That, that side of things hasn't changed because, like I said, that cunt fucking uh, the KK. Ugh. You know I mean? People hit the triple K, hit the double K. <laughs> the double K's done more harm to me than the other ones. But, uh, they're the same people, but they're able to tell a story here, make it enjoyable, and have a message. Mm-hmm. So how have we lost that? How have they lost the ability to do that? Apart from the fact that they've 
keep the nepotism inherent fucking arseholes just because they're in that bubble now and you've got these talented hack this hacks just jump it on mm-hmm. but uh yeah back to this it was funny in the movie that they didn't call the police well i mean it honestly just goes back to the whole idea of this being a cult like you don't bring in outside forces like even the uh construction people that are being all creepy and pervy on the teenage daughter like they're there and they're accepted because they're a part of it yeah and i think i was more saying she's given back you know uh back to when it was panther mm-hmm. so she gave her own so to speak oh yeah yeah no she she definitely shut them down and that shit was hilarious and everybody laughed Mm-hmm. So the fact that she had a bit of spunk about her and gave it back to them, they're laughing at it as well. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. um once again that would be labeled now. That's misogyny now and the fucking male gaze and objectification and blah 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 by the same dickheads that are doing bikini poses on Instagram. <laughs> so it's okay to objectify them by hitting the like button and sharing and sign up to their OnlyFans, but don't whistle. Right. <laughs> or don't have banter. That's the fucking human race. Now, the minute it goes too far, fucking shut it down. Yeah. Or the minute there's physical touch, you know, they're like cornering her off and not letting her go past. Like every fucking cardboard cutout villain in a movie ever. Mm -hmm. You know the rapists that walk about in broad daylight in Hollywood movies? Just do it there and end the street and stop them? You know what I mean? That sort of shit. It's just fucking nuts. But yeah, that was just Mm -hmm. banter between them. Yeah. And she's like, show more strength because she's she's like not letting it affect her and giving it back oh, yeah. and then it's like yo and then everyone goes on their day yeah well and it's great too because it sets up her character like it without anything else we already know exactly who and what she is yeah and that. she's a bit of an underutilized character in this she's Definitely almost like the spare is. part because mm-hmm. every other character had a moment to shine she wasn't really she, it's like they didn't know what to do there. Maybe that's why they got rid of her for the second part. Um, no, probably something to do. Probably something behind the scenes. But yeah, she got murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah, she didn't come back because she was dead. Her fucking boyfriend murdered her. Oh fuck! Didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. I knew oh about God. Heather O'Rourke. Okay, so I knew about the tragedy of Heather O'Rourke, but I didn't know about um. Yeah, she. Uh, oh fuck! Right, that's, got see, this is why you're here, Cameron. So okay, <laughs> so I was saying little... this last night. I was on a stream last night. I'm like, right, guys. Instead of me just talking shit, Cameron will be here tomorrow, and he knows <laughs> stuff. So little, um, you have Shutter, right? Yes. You got to watch cursed films, dude, because it's like it does the behind the scenes of all the movies that are supposedly cursed. And oh, I was watching the Eli Roth series and I watched the Guard documentary last night. Oh, God. I still haven't watched that and it oh, pisses it's... me off that I haven't. Like, that is one of my favorite fucking bands. Like, it's kind of embarrassing if you could see, you know, the bits of my office that I can see. Yeah, I, I love Guard. But um, yeah, so like the cursed films, I forgot so much of like the behind the scenes shit of this movie. Um, because of course that's the first thing everybody thinks is the Heather Rourke one. Yeah, um, that's but yeah, no, there was like so much fuckery like behind the scenes, and yeah, like so that's why she was never brought back was because she was murdered. Oh fuck. That's... And it sucks too, because she's fucking great. Like she could have had a hell of a career. Yeah, um 
and I'll just like I said, I thought she was underutilized. She was a strong character. Mm. There's no weak characters in this movie. No, not at all. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you've got the hangers on. And I just thought it was about she didn't get her moment to shine. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, and they put her shunted her off for part of the movie. Um, just seemed a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. Even the fucking dog was more of a character, you know, used more as a character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that dog, fuck, man, like it moved the movie along so well anytime the dog came out. Cause then it's like, oh, okay, so these are the signs that we need to be looking for. And it just yeah. so goddamn well done. Like, I cannot praise this movie enough. Yeah, and then like I said, it's back to that whole cult thing. Uh, like you're saying, because it's just we are alien cultures. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're just completely different. Um, everyone says how we're cousins and stuff, but we're not. We're completely different um, people, different values, different cultures. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. You think you're on uh, YouTube, I guess, and we're talking, and friendships are made. It's had, well, that's humanity. You know what I mean? You can make friends with anybody. Yeah. You've got enough in common. Yeah, just don't be a cunt. <laughs> but we're still, we're still completely different, you know, mm-hmm. I don't people understand how different Britain and the US are, mm-hmm. the British Isles, and even uh, and that's the whole um, Europe thing as well. Because even the British Isles are completely different from Europe. The European mm-hmm. continent's a completely alien landscape, and even parts of Europe are alien from each other. You know, it's just oh, yeah. uh, some people might look the same. You can put on an accent. You know, people can change accents and maybe sound generic, but completely different. And it's just the whole American. Uh, experience, so to speak, especially that suburban America is mm-hmm. an alien experience for me, anyway. And the same, I effect. mean, that's fucking alien for me, too. Like, that's like, uh, you know, nobody thinks about it, but there's a very, very strong and distinct class system in America that nobody wants to talk about. And yeah, well, but you I just escaped British imperialism to get away from that and didn't just have you don't have dynasties of families being presidents all the time and mm-hmm. and the top government because and the same dynasties run the same businesses, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I find I mean, that funny. Defense depends on how far down the rabbit hole you want to go with that kind of shit because kind of, yeah, we do have that, but it's not as out in the open. Yeah, I think that's the difference that the class system here is it's called the class system. Mm-hmm. It's been going for thousands of years. So there's no you know what I mean it's just it is what it is. Yeah. It's got advantages and it's got disadvantages. Um the biggest thing in any society is social mobility. Doesn't matter what your class system is, if you've got social mobility, that's the good thing. Yeah. So just because you're born into something doesn't mean you can't rise. Or fall. And I think that's a problem too. Because so many who are born in the upper echelons aren't allowed to fall and they're propped up. That's where you get and Hollywood's a perfect example, actually, because it's Spielberg's kids, it's KK's kids, it's all that you know, I mean it's our kids and almost grandkids at this point are the ones in Hollywood that haven't earned their spot. And that's why the movie industry's gone to ratchet, and that's why you've got fucking all the main companies don't know what they're doing, can't even put mm-hmm. together a storyline or an overarching story because you've got these Muppets who were born into that mm-hmm. and instantly given uh, positions just because yeah. of where they were born into. And that's, you know, I mean, that's not healthy. Well, and the terrible thing about it is it's 
you know nepotism at its finest but like the this is the spawn of people that had you know the intestinal fortitude to make actual decisions not just based on numbers it was like oh no i've got a feeling about you i think this you know i i can put my money behind this and if i lose it i'm okay with that yeah robert like, redford he was a good example um was it in the heat of the night or 48 hours what was his like first major audition oh fuck i don't remember but that was i remember the him going for his first uh audition mm -hmm. it might have been for 48 hours no it was nick nolte sorry what was Robert Redford? His, um, I know it was uh, We Live in the Castle, that present one he's like most famous for, but there's uh, a movie he was that started off his career. When he went for the audition, he fluffed it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He said he was nervous, he stuttered, he, he messed up his lines, but the director saw something in him. And that's how he got his career. Mm -hmm. um, that wouldn't happen today. No. Well, I mean, even look at Star Wars. Like, that was just that was a producer being like this is a weird fucking movie this is a weird concept oh what was the one that you did last oh thx 1138 that's fucking weird eh, whatever i i think you got this let's let's see what happens and then lucas manages to put out something that literally changed culture mm -hmm. like we don't have executives in power nowadays that have that kind of you know, again, intestinal fortitude. Lucas I mean, would go so far as to say, like some people, uh, like you know the the people at A twenty four, even you know Jason Blum uh, with Blumhouse, like they kind of do, but there's still a a method and sort of a you know fill in the blanks methodology with their productions. Yeah, I've seen a lot of A twenty four is actually the most disappointing because they're aiming for the arty farty crowd. So they're trying to make high art. <laughs> hmm? I fucking love A24. But that's the that's their kind of that's who they're aiming for. They're aiming for yeah. the high art, you know, the, the, the thinkers. Snooty douchebags like me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what the that's who they're aiming for. So dumb bastard like me kind of scratch my head and go, oh <laughs> when I'm watching some of their movies, it's hard to think uh they have a couple of new ones coming out. Um, but I don't know if they're horror or not. It's like a weird high school one, which um, I think with high schools, I, don't, I switch off immediately. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah, unless it's a satire film, I, I don't really care. I fucking hated high school, so <laughs> I try yeah, to avoid it. I couldn't get out of school quick enough. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's a whole... Um, it's funny. It just shows how good this movie is. It, when it provokes thought and memories and just rep, reflection on the industry as well, that's what movies are meant to do. Prom promote conversation. Yeah. Still less bland shit. That right. Just like by. the the Marvel movies. Back to what I'm talking about, green screen. Everyone, every time you see behind the scenes, it's everyone fucking in front of a green screen, mm -hmm. running at each other, like fucking medieval sort of. Ah, uh, and people punching each other in the face twenty times and not getting a bruise. Mm -hmm. It's like what the hell? Uh just uh, I give up. I go up in Star Wars after Last Jedi. That was me. Fucking done. No interest anymore. I just, uh, I was that disgusted. It was, uh, I went out of the movie theater, um, scratching my head, going, what the hell did I just watch? Mm -hmm. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, what the hell? Even Forces Wagons, there was a bit of, like, making Han Solo out to be a fucking deadbeat dad and stuff, you know, and just mm -hmm. 
there's a few niggly bits there, but that just finished me, and I just haven't went back since. I just see that's funny, like completely cut off. I'm just like done, nope, and that's why I do walk away. Uh, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker is not bad if you don't think about it. <laughs> if you just treat it like a Marvel movie, it's, but, uh, it's um, decent. When did I give up after? Right about the time Captain Marvel came out and all that shit that went with it, I gave up on Marvel. Now, the yeah, only funny. reason I, I went to see Endgame... I love Captain Marvel. <laughs> but I'm, if I'm getting called names before a movie even comes out, and if you don't see this, you're such as this, I'm like, fuck you. You know, that's it. That's my attitude. Mm-hmm. I'll go and spend my money elsewhere. Yeah. No, and that, that's fair. And that's I just, just my attitude. I try I'm not going to argue that about shit. it. I'm not going to argue with someone who hates me and hand mm-hmm. over money to them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the only reason I went to see Endgame was because there was free tickets. It's a pretty good reason. From a certain person's work. Even then, I still didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be arsed. Even having free tickets and we were getting popcorn and stuff because it was a corporate event. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't in the mood. And even when I sat through it, I could tell you half the shit went on. I yeah, just, same. <laughs> I just slept walked through that movie and I haven't seen one since. Really? You haven't watched the Doctor Strange ones? No. Dude. So sorry, I watched sorry, I tell that because I watched Spider-Man. But that's a Sony movie. Uh not anymore, man. That's there those are uh those are Marvel now. Again, well, like, those are Disney. But they're they're fucking the Disney good. guy like, Sony? Yeah. I thought they were doing an agreement, you know, of the uh, Marvel got a, you know, it's for a proportion, and they rented the character, but it didn't think that. No, they they straight up bought it. Well, that's fucked in now. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's because all those laws that used to be in place to keep businesses from absorbing other businesses, like monopoly, oh, the monopoly, don't exist act? anymore. Um, but no, like the Spider-Man movies, like that whole trilogy, fantastic, and the Doctor Strange movies, like seriously, those are fucking awesome. I just watched the last one um, last week. And it is a straight up Sam Raimi film that just so happens. It was Derrickson um, started off with that. I think mm-hmm. that's uh, I've heard about yeah. reviews that it was that messed up. But then Derrickson started that off, and then he came out because he wasn't he was kind of button heads with him, and then Raimi came in, mm-hmm. and I think because it wasn't a straight up Raimi movie, it's a straight up fucking Raimi movie. Is it? Well, I don't yeah. know. I like I said when I I have just no interest anymore. Honestly, that one, like seriously, I can't, I can't stress checking that one out, just for the single fact that that is more of a Raimi film, like what people like you and I would think of a Raimi film, more than his Spider Man Two, right? Spider Man Two, the operation, operating table. Yeah, I know we're going off on a tangent. We'll go back to the movie eventually. Yeah, whatever. That's just why we're here to fucking talk (laughs) shit and catch up. Well, and and realistically, like the thing about the the hospital scene in the Raimi Spider Man Two, that was straight up fucking Raimi at his Mm -hmm. best, pushing it right to the envelope of Mm -hmm. what he was allowed to do in the superhero genre. You know, I mean, all you needed was a few more blood splatters, a bit of guts and gore, and that was that could have been straight up horror movie. Mm -hmm. Um, what I hear about Doctor Strange was is. If he had been allowed to do that, it could have been excellent. I don't understand what people are fucking talking about. I don't think they watched the same movie I did. Like, the fucking ending alone, it's... I I can't talk about it, but it's straight up... Like, if you can't watch that and see, like, classic Raimi from that, then you don't understand Raimi's uh, filmography. 
it's just fucking beautiful and perfect and it's it's amazing because this is fucking disney and they're letting him do this yeah that's um that's an anomaly because like i said i just jumped off i just um i'm not gonna support a franchise that tells me i'm a misogynist racist as the phobe all that's that and if you don't go and see this movie you're a horrible person sorry i'm not joining the fucking religion yeah do you know well, what I mean? I'm not fucking sitting in a pulpit. Mm-hmm. I come from a country where that, you know, what I mean, you had fucking choice of either Christianity, and even that wasn't good enough because <laughs> mm-hmm. of your one, you're an evil. But you know, what I mean, I could easily have made a really comfortable life for myself just by saying the words mm-hmm. and nod my head. That's not me. Yeah. So, and this is the thing about the executives: if you're gonna, if you're gonna have your idiots out on Twitter, call them me names just for existing. And blah blah blah. Well, guess what? Fuck off. You don't yeah. get my money. You don't get my support. Yeah, that's, see, that's I just, just my. I just usually don't give a shit about Marvel because it's all cookie cutter movies. And I, I'm bored with that. That's what I want to. Like they're they're fucking boring. Like the the only shit that seems to be different is the Spider Man movies. Um, like I said, I fucking love the Doctor Strange stuff. Um, Captain Marvel was fun. I really liked it. I understand why people hated it, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, the only other thing is, uh, as soon as they got to Waititi to start doing the Thor movies, cause I fucking hated the Thor movies until, uh, Ragnarok and this new one looks like it's pretty fun too. Yeah. I've heard, like I said, it's, um, I don't even, um, it's funny enough cause it's a bit of a strange quandary cause if you. There's, I don't understand the, the concept of hate watching, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. So there's people that. will watch stuff just to hate on it. Mm-hmm. And then they watch it and then they just spend the whole time ripping it apart. Yeah, I don't know. And that's get it. purely the reason why. So they're watching, you know what I mean? They're, it's almost hypocritical. They're constantly mm-hmm. watching movies just to fucking pat on it. And well, it, to like, me, that's. How crazy of a fucking life do you have to be that miserable <laughs> and have that much time? Now, you know me, if I don't like something, I'll straight up say I don't fucking like it. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, like with Poltergeist here, if I love a movie, I'm going to gush about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just how I feel about the individual movie. Now, what concerns me is, like I said, thankfully, back if social media was back then, um, I probably wouldn't watch half the movies I did. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that's what put me off movies now. And that's why I don't follow actors. I follow two. Jennifer Tilly and Robert England. Because... Mm-hmm. The only two I've seen so far don't act like absolute dickheads online. Yeah. In fact, um, Jennifer Tilly, she's uh, she's a really interesting one because she does half the Hollywood bubblehead sort of thing. I mean, she does her posts about, oh, I wear a Prada bag and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like, but then she's also straight up doing like videos where she's cooking with her family, you know, and they're all around the kitchen table. And it could be any family, mm-hmm. but she's not being appreciated. You know what I mean? So the likes of her have... Uh, genuine affection for her because she actually she's in Hollywood but she's also shows enough of an ordinary person and relatable that I can actually get behind her. Yeah. Robert England, absolute legend. And he doesn't post shit. You know what I mean? He just he enjoys life and he enjoys his legacy. Mm-hmm. He's not preachy about it. He's not an arrogant fuck. And he's just living life to the best. So Hats off, and he still wants to create. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> he just loves doing it. Mm-hmm. 
haven't met or seen any other actors like fucking Stephen King's pissed me off because he won't shut the fuck up on Twitter. And it's like, dude, you're you're actually going against, you know, I mean, you're actually spoiling me off your art because you're getting on like a dickhead. Like, it's why? funny. The only shit I ever see of his posts is just when he posts shit about his dogs. <laughs> right, well, he, he does. He gets on. He jumped on the whole fucking every latest thing of the last two, three years. You know, he's jumped on and had an opinion on. And fucking Elvira, what do you call her? Cassandra Peterson. Mm-hmm. She fucking jumped on saying, "Oh, people that don't get vaccinated should be cancelled." I'm like, bitch. Do you remember people tried to cancel you, and <laughs> right. people got behind you, and then you're because you're up the fucking ladder now, and you're in your fucking ivory tower. You're being the exact same. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? That that shit winds me up, and then that makes me not want to watch their stuff or support them. I think we've had it, the problem is that the curtain's been lifted. It's like a Wizard of Oz. Do you know mm-hmm. that the the mistake and the veneer that sort of kept these people, we, we kind of knew they were deviants, we kind of knew they were hypocrites, and we knew they all knifed each other in the back, because it's all about their individual property. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're a brand of one, and they're a brand, the only way they can get up is for somebody else to lose out. And, uh, like I said, I'm reading Tom Barr's book, and fucking Mitha Markle, her whole thing has been about that, and she's a fucking horrible cunt. And you just see that whole Hollywood mindset led by that kind of ruins movies because if you know these arseholes are in it, you're like, Ugh. so I think I need to go back to the need to just shut up and not like basically wave their dicks in people's face. <laughs> yeah, we know you're cunts, but if you're like straight out letting us know your country on a daily basis, well, guess what? I'd... It's like going to a restaurant, right? And you see the chef, the chef's got all the stains and fucking picking his nose and fucking, you know what I mean? Spitting in the soup and stuff. You're not going to eat at the restaurant, are you? Yeah. And that's the way these people are getting on. That's that's my problem. And if I get to a certain point, same with friendships and people, if somebody rubs me up the wrong way at that point, I just cut off. Right. Done. And I walk away. Well, it's like life's too short to fucking deal with miserable assholes anyways. Yeah, that's it. I'm fucking... I don't want to sit and fucking have a sore face on me all day. I want to fucking smile and laugh and enjoy and get a thrill down again, a bit of a, you know, jump scare or something, you know, and just go through my existence. Mm-hmm. Fucking have no time for this. Um. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Major tangent. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the funny thing about this movie is it's like, it's a great movie, but there really isn't whole lot there it's uh beast trying to catch her and then it misses and then it tries to catch her again and then it succeeds and then there's shit that happens and then it ends yeah because when they bring in the investigators like like i said we're talking about that they didn't go to the cops they go to paranormal investigators um their whole reaction to them coming into the house and they're now so they're so used to all the going-ons and these people are just like what is this? And they're like, nah, yeah. yeah, and we'll do that in a second. We'll do this in a second. Yeah, they're coming pairs. So that uh, mm-hmm. coffee pot moving and stuff, and they're looking under the table. <laughs> it's just like it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and that's when the that overnight scene with him staying there, and the the other one I can't remember his name, but the other assistant, mm-hmm. he gets his head messed with, and he's like, "I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> and then next, next morning, uh. Was it Nick or something? Yeah, the camera guy will be staying with you. 
he won't be coming back, but I will. I'll be bringing uh, help. Mm -hmm. It was just funny. And then her hip flask being completely gone, going, I'm shitting myself sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I love but, that shit. And it's, it's so funny, too, because like that whole um, interaction between the investigators and the family in the house, like that's something that we never really saw it before and we have seen so many times since when it comes to like paranormal movies oh god um fucking oh i, I looked at the special features in the blu-ray i've got and it was all mm -hmm. wasn't actually about the movie it was about paranormal investigators mm -hmm. let me just say now these are the most fucking unfunny people <laughs> like with absolutely no sense of humor somebody invited me to a paranormal group probably because mm -hmm. of horror groups and stuff right and someone had put once, oh, what would you do to protect yourself going into a house? You know, what spell or whatever? So I thought, let's have a laugh. I put up the invocation to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... my God. I got I got fucking jumped on. Why would you do that? Oh, you're, you're communing with the evil spirits, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> fucking, I mean, I got jumped on from a great hand. Oh, that's great. Fucking chill out. Yeah, I've I've kind of had that happen too. because uh, I got I got buddies that are in paranormal investigator groups and stuff. Um and you know, I'm a Satanist and they know about that. So they'll reach out to me with certain questions that you know, as an atheist, why would you ask me that shit? So I'll fuck with them. Um and yeah, it's well, always it's... like, oh, that's not funny. And it's like, man, you're asking somebody that doesn't believe in this shit about this shit. Like what do you expect? Obviously, I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah, you're you're asking dumb questions. You're you're taking it far too seriously. Um, mm -hmm. I just can't get into those paranormal shows. Going oh, around dude, the I fucking night vision cam, shaky cam. That's I think that's part of my aversion to find footage movies. Is that shit? See, I think that's part of my disgust. I, once once you mentioned yeah. found footage in a movie, I'm out. I'm like, fuck, okay, no. no. That being said, have you watched Found Footage 3D? No. You need to seek that out. That is probably the best found footage movie ever made. Troll Hunter. Scandinavian. You you liked that movie? <laughs> I did actually, yeah. I oh God, I've watched it like two or three times, and I still don't know how I feel about that movie. Because it's funny, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I oh, come on, you got to the bit in the cave where the guy's like, I lied, I'm a Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and the trolls smell about it. You're like, fuck <laughs> you, um, wanker. But yeah, found footage 3D. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and it's, it, it almost has like the same kind of um, feel of like uh, uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which you've seen that, right? Um, yeah, but it's been a while. Oh, well, so it's got oh, yeah. that same sort of feel where it's like the movie changes pace at some point. Uh, like it goes from being found footage to straight up like changes to a horror movie. And it's so goddamn good. Dude, I've so, spent, see this week, I've spent like about three hours minimum watching shit. <laughs> and I'm still, you know, I mean, you still feel like you're scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I've got the first season of a TV show, I've got a couple of movies, I've done streams on them. Uh, you st there's not enough time in the day to watch every no. fucking movie. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish It'd be like a fucking clockwork orange, you know, just take it all right. How nice would that be? <laughs> just take it all in and have it all rattle. That's why you get mixed up with plots because mm -hmm. 
Um, I do feel like I have watched thousands of movies, but when you're mm-hmm. doing this shit, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know anything. I've watched nothing because there's always a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, I haven't heard of that one. That's when I get the small victories. Like, I know something you don't know, and you're like, ah, it's like <laughs> my one victory in a hundred. I'm like, yes, that's <laughs> me, me for like two days on a buzzing. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll take those victories when I can get it. Hell yeah. But yeah, um, this this franchise also introduces one of the I think one of the most interesting characters in movies, and that was Tangina. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. Her, her stature, her voice, her mannerisms. Um, it's hard to find a character like her. Mm-hmm. So well, Tangina's a spiritualist to bring in. Um, that shit scared me more than anything else in this movie. <laughs> and she was supposed to be the good guy. <laughs> oh yeah, but she's freaking busy spanking everybody when uh-huh. she meets them. Yeah. The scene where um, she's going around the house and uh, Stephen tries to answer her with her with his mind mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean and he's just there going <laughs> uh, that was our thing uh, like even when they're all like terrified they're all sleeping together in the couches and they're still a family and stuff that's hard to put, put across these days because everyone would be fucking dysfunctional and fighting with each other mm-hmm. you know I mean it would, wouldn't work Yeah, but that sense of humour through it as well you know that the fact that they still have banter between each other and that the chemistry between um, Diane and Stephen and this is amazing. They have their end jokes, mm-hmm. and she knows he's up the fuckery. <laughs> you know, and, and what are you doing? You're not answering her. You know, I mean, that's not like you. I'm trying to with my mind. <laughs> Just their their whole dynamic throughout the entire show is fucking great, and especially like in the beginning, that shit makes me laugh every fucking time. Like when they're like the straight up like yuppie parents and then everybody's in bed and they're just sitting in their room smoking weed. It's like, that's like a real couple right there. Yep. And the 80s. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> really harming it out. You're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, funny. But this, uh, like I said, this thing um, comes pretty quickly. The, all of a sudden, there's a phase of plan. Okay. Was there stuff appeared? And remember all the old jewelry and stuff which mm-hmm. we find out from the graves <laughs> fucking pops to the ceiling okay yeah. so that's the way out that's the way in okay go get her yeah um the only bit of this that annoys me is that steven all of a sudden acts stupid for no reason and that's when dan goes in and they have the argument about it's like well you need to hold the rope you're stronger mate makes mm-hmm. sense you know what i mean and once again today that would be Diane would do it because she's the woman and she's the better, best as ever, and no man will help me sort of thing. You know, I mean, that toxicity is about today would not be able to make that scene happen where those two are like, well, I'll put myself at risk, you know, you're, you know, I'm here to protect. Yeah, but you need to hold the rope. You know, that's teamwork. Mm -hmm. And we're all the same thing. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, love. And they just instantly work together. But the bit that gets me was all of a sudden because Tangina starts calling the spirits into the light, like, why didn't they discuss that briefly? This is what I'm going to do. Because mm-hmm. the, the letter, the plan anyway, but then all of a sudden he's like, you said not to go into the light and then just messes the whole thing up. I, I, I didn't, that's the only bit in this movie that 
and it annoyed me when I first watched it, you know, and I've seen it since. Just that one bit where he just starts messing things up doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because throughout this, they have been rational and embrace what's going on. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he has a, like a, a wobbly fit for no reason whatsoever. And plus, why the hell didn't they put a mattress down? Right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It just, um, because the straight out ripped this off in Stranger Things. Have you seen season four yet? Mm-mm. All right. Um, well, the straight off ripped this scene off. Mm-hmm. So they do for Stranger Things. You know, I mean, it's a blatant rip off. Like, Carmen Coffee. The only difference is they put a mattress underneath, <laughs> which kind of yeah, makes sense. Because yeah. those two should have got splattered. No, I mean, that's uh, not a good height to fall from. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. But I, plus, that was the, this dimension, how far did the fall? So, what momentum was there? Mm-hmm. Still, it was well acted. Um, any other movie, this would be the end, right? The Rescue Yeah. Fade the Black. But no, this movie's got more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not getting away that quickly. Yeah. Love that aspect, too. Yeah. And this is where I'm busy, right? We're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> we're getting the mm-hmm. hell out of Dodge. Um, they're still packing us. They've got the removal van. It's like, fucking just throw it in the truck. <laughs> he gives a shit. Get me out of here. Um, but they're spending one last night in the house. And then it all kicks off again. It's like, nah, 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 nah. You didn't get away that easily. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually more terrifying than the initial thing. Yeah. The way they did this. It's like, well, yeah, because uh, of course you think you're safe and then you're not. And you think you've been through the worst of it. And Tangina says, This house is clean. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not. <laughs> and yeah, that's where the try again. Um, freaking start throwing. Um, that's such an easy uh, Diane, you know, she's wearing that uh, t shirt with numbers on it. That was such an 80s thing. Mm-hmm. The long t shirts, <laughs> sort of half innocent, half sultry at the same time. It was a, it was a strange thing at the times. Yeah. But yeah, she gets thrown about the place like. Classic exorcist type stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mean around the ceiling and stuff. Um, then they try to capture the kids again, but this is where we start seeing the graves literally burst out of the ground. Yeah, like, would you ever go into a swimming pool again if that happened to you? Um, would I personally? Yeah, because that'd be entertaining to me. But would the average person or average person, the average person? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, she falls in swimming pool, all the bodies start appearing, and then mm-hmm. fucking uh straight up out of the ground all the coffins and stuff and it's like whoa yeah i I love that shit i mean it's such a classic scene and it's so funny too because people always like it was you know the urban legend that those are real skeletons it's like of course they're real fucking skeletons it's cheaper to buy a skeleton than to pay someone to make a skeleton yeah you you buy them from india Mm -hmm. um same as science departments you know uh and schools Mm -hmm. they order real human skeletons from india because yeah, they don't give a shit here i'll sell yeah. you we'll sell you our dad mm-hmm. no problem and yeah it is actually cheaper it's just the uh it's funny but yeah why the hell not yeah someday then, God damn it i'll have a skeleton in my house <laughs> honestly um you can you can you can't order them but look for what indian websites that's where you buy them from mm-hmm um, look up uh, look up uh, science departments, school supplies. 
And I think they actually say, oh, I might do a wee bit of Googling for you. But definitely that's, because uh, that's, uh, even our, our schools over here, they have real mm-hmm. human skeletons, because, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's um, cool. But yeah, these are bursting into graves. How long was Stephen away with uh, his boss? That was a weird thing, because the, the takes Stephen, Stephen's boss takes him away, because uh, he's been ill for about a week or something. And that's where we get the reveal that phase one was built on top of the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And he said that they moved to all the graves and everyone's having that, so this is all leading to. Hence the catalyst of, oh shit, right? That's that's why the dead are disturbed, because they were yeah. basically their graves were desecrated. But he left in the afternoon, or, or like lunchtime or something, and he doesn't come back the nighttime. Just to go up a hill, like what the hell were they doing all the time? <laughs> right. Weird. Um, they must have been killing the rest of that uh, that dropped uh, case of beer. Must have been, yeah, for doing something weird. But yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a dysfunction, you know, bit of a disjointed thing. Like a very, very limited criticism about this movie. But the whole fact that Stephen's away was boss all that time, and then comes back, and everything, fucking all the houses lighting up. Like, they were great effects. Still die. Oh yeah. Uh, the only effects like is the ghosty type ones, but then that was generic at the time. So uh, that's to be expected. But the effects of the house snow was just brilliant. And everything just going busy apeshit at that point. Mm-hmm. Run out of the house and get in the car. <laughs> and then uh, the wee girl arrives back just randomly and is like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Once again, shame, she was so, so underutilized in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, right, I've got to get her. And I know they got Robbie and the dog away. So it made sense for the rescue thing, but then. The mob him together. Uh, and then he shouts at his boss, I'd have chinned him. <laughs> like, if this happened to my house and my family because of something he did, he'd be getting sparked out. <laughs> yeah, right. But he just said, You only move the headstones. Fucking dunk. Fuck you. What the hell, dude? Um, and that's basically it. The they just the high tail out of there as the house just implodes. Yeah. It's just another classic fucking scene. That was well done. Like uh, even today, like that's why I have a problem with the way they do VFX because you know it's VFX. You know what's happening. The magic is gone. Where that sort of thing, you don't. You're still trying to figure it out, and that's mm-hmm. where the magic of movies is and performance that you don't 100 percent know. Yes, you can look behind it. You can guess. You can see from other movies and creature features and stuff, but there's still that magic of how things happen. Yeah, and I think that's why this movie holds up. Even today, um, all that there, thoroughly enjoyed it. I could watch oh, yeah. it again, no problem. Yeah, no, this is definitely one of those ones I try to revisit every few years. And it has become. I know it was only um, only got like a fifteen rating or a PG thirteen or something, but it's still horror. Mm-hmm. So it proves as well you don't have to be full out, guts and gore to give people a good scare mm-hmm. and enjoy the horror zone. In fact, I'd say this is gateway horror. If you're not too sure, watch Poltergeist. Yeah, that's very good point. Yeah, if you're not too sure about the horror genre, watch this movie. And if it's enough to wait, you know, I mean, it's enough to give you a few chills, but it's not completely out there that you you walk away traumatized. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well worth it. Yeah, no, this is like the this is like the family friendly version of a good horror movie. Yeah. Um. 
I was worried. I'm starting to get hope again for the horror genre because, thankfully, it's missed out. I know there's some generic stuff put out there, and there's a lot of straight DVD stuff, and there's a lot of uh, crap. But there's also there's like still genuine heart behind the horror movies because mm-hmm. it's still a niche franchise. Um, Unlike which is so funny if you think about it, because horror single handedly is what like keeps the fucking train going. Um, I mean, aside from obviously like the big temples of like uh, you know, Marvel movies and whatever, but if you look back at history, like it pretty much there's the term one for us, one for them when it comes to like directing and stuff like that. That's kind of what the horror shit is. It's like the one for us is the big movie that comes out and just kind of shits the bed and then you know the one for them is always the horror which that's what recoups all the money um like even going back to the classic universal monsters mm-hmm. like shit from those days those were like the shit movies those were this you know the matinees for kids but all the box off mo- box office money that was pulled from that was what propelled them to be able to make the next shitty movie that you know falls into obscurity so it it yeah it makes me laugh how it's still considered a niche genre when that's pretty much what keeps the genre like the the industry alive. Yeah, but like I said, I've given up. Like I've got pissed off, as I said, with Marvel mm-hmm. and Star Wars and all that sort of shit. So I don't get my money, but mm-hmm. I'll still buy a horror movie. Oh, yeah. I'll still rent one. I'll still buy Blu-ray. I'll still buy shit. You know what I mean? Horror has not. And the funny thing is, I'm of talking about because horror looks at the negative side of humanity. There's always been a social justice kind of theme with horror mm-hmm. because it looks at the ugliness of mankind and looks at monstrosity. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of horror. Yeah. So, how have we managed to watch this for decades and not get disgusted with any messaging or whatever? Um, yet. The mainstream can't seem to copy that. They have to fucking beat you over the head. Yeah, well, it's because they don't understand what subtlety is or subtext. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't have that in horror, you're fucked. Your movies fucked. Your stories fucked. You know what I mean? It's... Well, it it kind of depends on what it is though. Because I mean, if you go with just like a fucking fun slasher, it doesn't have to have subtext. It just has to have people dying in fun ways. But yeah, like the more. I guess smarter, deep ones like that. Yeah, of course you've got it. Well, we talked about men and stuff. You know, I mean, I went for to get released again to have a look at it. Still scratching my head at that one. Yeah, know? that one. I. Yeah, like I put that and Nope in the same class of. <sighs> oh, okay. So you saw it? Not yet. I don't know. It's. I don't know if I'm feeling good. I... I really, really, really wanted to like it more than I did. It had a lot of potential. It wasn't bad. I will say that. I think Jordan Peele's kind of a one-trick pony. I mean, he's dude. That's the sad to... thing. Like Get Out was fucking amazing. I here's the thing as well, right? Um, I don't get the people saying that was a racist movie or about racists. You don't put yourself in the body of somebody different color than you if you're a racist. And fuck, what was that? Sorry, give me a second. Bob Hoskins was in a movie. Um. I don't know if you remember it. The ghost story. Uh, the original ghost story, or the one that came out a couple of years. Heart ago? condition. Oh, did you watch that? No. 
So basically, Bob Hoskins, this is a racist, by the way. This is how you play a racist character. Bob Hoskins plays a racist cop. Mm-hmm. Now, this uh, black fella dies. Bob Hoskins has a heart attack, but the black fella is an organ donor. Mm-hmm. So Bob Hoskins gets this black fella's heart. Now he wakes up, what the dead is a put a black dildo between his legs and made a joke about he's now got a black man inside him. And Bob <laughs> Hoskins' character freaks out the fuck <laughs> because he's a racist uh-huh. and he's got a black man inside him. That's racism. Mm-hmm. What? I've got an N-word, you know, inside me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that's a racist. And then the story is that the, the black man then haunts him because, you know, like um, the hands, you know what I mean? The, the whole thing of Frankenstein, that the body parts are... Uh, possessed so basically because he's got this heart the ghost of the black man who's murdered haunts i need to watch it again um it's fucking years old back in the years but then they'll have to go and solve his murder mm-hmm. and then that's what breaks down the stereotypes that's a racist and get out these people are basically stealing black people's body because the same mm-hmm. as superior so that's not racism if you say somebody's physicality is superior to your own that's not racism and when that scene where, um, what do you call the girl on it? The one that was doing the entrapment. Oh, shit. I don't remember. But when she goes, get him, grandma. Do you know what I mean? And still has a love for her grandma, even though she's in the black body. That's not racist. Mm-hmm. But because of the fucking dumb bastards on the internet, you know, they just use buzzwords and they don't look at the the subcontacts of that movie. That was a fucking brilliant movie. Yeah, and actually, it, to it me, really that is. said more to break down race relations. And oh fuck, you're you've got so, you know, I mean, you have a better physicality. I want you, sort of mm. thing. And I don't care. We're we're using the best. If you were racist, you wouldn't use black people. You'd use white people because mm-hmm. if you're that Aryan fucking mindset, so that completely flips the whole narrative on its head. Yeah, and that should have been Jordan Peele's. You know, that should have launched him. If if it hadn't been fucking painted with the shit that it was. And then he, obviously, he's in the Hollywood fart bubble, so he's smelling all their farts. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And he's getting told this one thing. And if you get told something over and over again, you start to believe it's true. So he's obviously got his head filled full of shit after that movie, and then he's thinking, oh, i got to make one this way now. Which is fucking sad. Yeah, I I still haven't seen Us, but I really... Oh, God, don't. Um, I, well, that's the funny thing, is uh, my wife saw it... Uh, shortly after it came out i think and i i was like camping or some shit so i didn't get to watch it with her i hated the fucking movie they're and then we went characters. and saw this what's that they're unlikable characters so when you start off yeah. with unlikable characters and everyone's rough and fucking abrasive and no redeeming qualities how can you root for them mm-hmm. and that's yeah. ghetto yeah, fucking fucking ghetto slasher, characters. Man. like that just doesn't work but no, um... but yeah so we went and saw nope this last week and as soon as it was over, she's like, "Well, it's better than us," and it's like, "Okay, I guess I should watch us." <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, yeah, it it had potential, and honestly, I'm kind of biased. Like, I'm gonna fucking give something away that's not really giving anything away. But the movie would have been better for me if the uh, chimp hadn't got shot. That's all I'll say. Like, I it, it probably would have been a good solid six maybe seven on a 10 point scale but then an animal got killed and i'm like no yeah fuck that yeah. <laughs> it drops away four points 
yeah yeah fucking 100 like that's a three right that yeah well another example four. of a fun slasher um believe it or not it might be a controversial point but the latest remake or fucking sequel reboot whatever you want to call it of texas chainsaw massacre it was like this story was fucking garbage that was not, not texas chainsaw point. massacre that's not right? the point the point is the people getting killed it was so the bus disturbing. scene yeah that movie right. is worth it alone for the bus Ooh. scene Ooh, you're gonna get canceled yeah, um, no. um, that, that movie is worth it alone for the fucking bus scene. Now, mm-hmm. that could have been a brand new franchise. Mm-hmm. Seriously, there was enough in that movie to not make it Leatherface. Mm-hmm. There was a brand new character. It was, no, I mean, it was a cross between Norman Bates and Michael Myers, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Leatherface. So there was a potential of a brand new character. Well, and maybe the- instead of a chainsaw, if you had to use a circular saw. Uh-huh. Do you know what well, I mean? So you the... had to use a circular saw, a tastium. There's a brand new character. Mm-hmm. There's a hatchet style character. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking brand new franchise. But no, they have to go through the lazy route of fucking jumping on well, the established works. So the funny thing with that for me was I had so many people were bitching. Oh, well, it's it doesn't stay true to the story. And it's like, motherfucker, what stories have you been watching? Do you None know of them games? stay true to the story. Like, Two and three kind of tie together. Everything else is just fucking way out in left field. Yeah. Like, um, none of it ties together very well. There's one singular character that's always in it, and that's it. Oh, Jesus Christ. What do you call that? The fucking character they tried to bring back. Oh, she was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even the same actress. No, it's. <laughs> well, no, it was the same actress. I thought it wasn't. I thought the. No, it, yeah, it was. That was the whole big reveal was that, oh, man, we brought her back. And it's like, okay, so she's a really terrible Sarah Connor slash Laurie Laurie Strode character. Fucking. Yeah. (sighs) So bad, but in the best way possible. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of fun to be had with it. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I don't know, man. Um, Just keep your cannibal families to the fucking, you know what I mean? Stick with the cannibal families and not have (laughs) Having you have them go and visit cousins and then start up again, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that could have been its own franchise. But the laziness or the back to what you're saying, people don't want to take chances, so they're afraid mm-hmm. to do anything new now. So they have to, oh, what's a, what's an IP that has a built in fan base? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do that, let's insert all this stuff for something to do with it. Oh, people are complaining. Oh, how'd that happen? Oh, they must be all racists mm-hmm. and fucking misogynists and this and phobes and fuck off. That's not what we're saying. Um, but the horror genre has managed to weather this, you know what I mean? Because you can still have a laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. That's why this that's why this will still be going. Like 20 years later, there'll still be nerds like us talking about horror movies while oh, yeah. Marvel's long forgotten about and DC's fucking imploded and whatever else is fucking. I mean, hasn't DC already going. imploded? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Do you see the state of Two people, fucking Ezra Miller and Amber Heard. That's that's how you need to say about DC in their fucking future. Yeah. They brought Ben Affleck back. That's good. They brought Ben Affleck back for Aquaman too. Yet they said that the Snyderverse is finished, so they don't know. If, like from fucking one minute to the next, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. They're a bunch of assholes. Fucking idiots, man. Biggest hey, mistake hey. they ever did was cancel Constantine. The TV that's show. It. Yeah. Because 
He was that, that actor. was fucking amazing. That is the first time I've ever seen anything DC on screen, like live action, that was proper. So it's proper DC, even though this is Vertigo pre-Constantine, or I guess pre-Hellblazer closing out. But it's like, that was fucking perfect. Everything about that was amazing. Like, there's boxes right over here that just off camera that is nothing but the entire run of the Vertigo Hellblazer, like up to number 300 where it ended and went to DC. Mm-hmm. So I have, I'm a little bit of a fan. And that was perfect. And then they're just like, nah. Fucking stupid. Yeah, I, um, I watched Swamp Thing uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago there, two weeks ago there. Um, I was going to review it, but I was like, uh, it was um, even the cheesy album. Remember the original 80s show, oh, yeah. series? That had fun with it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of replicate parts without the fun, but they also brought in the supernatural elements, which um, I've already read a few issues of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Ta- that was the bit that would have fucking hooked people in, the whole mm-hmm. supernatural element, but they just left it. Well, and then they did one season and cancelled it. Yeah, that's the thing that people tend to forget about, um, like that character is it's not just you know nature taking care of itself. Like that's a, it's a paranormal entity. That's a like it's fucking crazy. Yeah, the dark and it's the green shit. Yeah. and the fucking you know what I mean the constant the bringing voodoo and the fucking you know what I mean and the sort of Creole type you know I'm not too sure about their witchcraft, but it's based in voodoo, but it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. All that shit is there, and there's so much to tap from. Mm-hmm. And now nah, they're just pissing down the fucking toilet. But they'll spend billions in a fucking rehash of Lord of the Rings that's not even Lord of the Rings. Oh god, I've watched interviews with some of those uh, actors. It must be a requirement you have to be an absolute bell end to the act in this show because every one of them's an insufferable dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> like you just listen to them talk and stuff and. I have this thing about fucking see people that wear earrings, you know them fucking diamondy type bright earrings, mm-hmm. right? You're instantly identifying yourself as a fucking knob jockey. <laughs> if you wear fucking shiny earrings, then fucking study, you know, you're to me you're just identifying yourself as a dickhead. There's the most fucking cross looking things <laughs> on the planet, and I don't care. They could cost a fucking million dollars each and a fucking stud. You look like you've bought something out of a fucking Dollar Tree store. It's true. I mean, you're fucking tacky. So instantly, the fucking main character is playing one of the elves is fucking wearing these things. I'm a dickhead. And then he opens <laughs> his mouth and confirms it. <laughs> <laughs> and the shit they're talking, like instantly, I have no interest. Mm-hmm. And I can watch the extended editions from start to end. I can watch fucking. Yeah, I will movies fucking without... pull my dick raw watching those. Oh, yeah. Every I'll single f- time. <laughs> I'll have two piss breaks, you know, the whole thing. That's how you fucking. Uh-huh. dedicated I am the uh the way Peter Jackson put those movies out. Not the Hobbit, obviously that's boring as fuck. Oh you're so fucking crazy. I love the Hobbit. They fucking love it. What's that? I used to have what um they just dragged out the book. I used to have the one of the original books it's called 150 mm-hmm. the fucking um pages were yellow and old you know was that old mm-hmm. um but this the uh, the Hobbit just dragged it out too much and they could have done a much tighter story and then maybe done the similar earlier. Do you know what I mean? With the See, I don't budget? know how the fuck 
you could do the Silmarillion though and do it justice. Even if it stuck with the um you know trilogy like well, Silmarillion is just one book, you know what I mean? Um it's it's not an elongated story. Yeah, it was telling um tales over time. I'm trying to think. Um not Cloud Atlas, but there's another similar one that plays with um time periods. Do you know what I mean? The movie kind of jumps a couple of hundred years. We could have done it like that. I don't know. Or what man, do you call it? Just, Sarah so Connor much... Chronicles. Do you know what I mean? Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles um, jump between the past and the future. Mm. And they did it really well. They could have done it in that format. And covered yeah. the ages. Do you know what I mean? Just had the two cast sets. Cast, you know, in for each time period. And done it that way. Yeah, but who the fuck doesn't want to see twenty Balrogs fucking charging down a battlefield? Yeah, fucking Morgoth, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Who's even be- fucking whipping the Balrogs? You know what I mean? That's that's instant orgasm right there. But yeah, yeah, straight up. But this show's never going to do that <laughs> because it fucked up. They only bought the appendices and not the actual story, and now they're justifying because they know they've just spent stupid amounts of money on a pile of shit, and now they're like, oh, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm hopeful because I mean, one, it's more Tolkien, so I'm happy with that but knowing that they passed on the dark tower series that was being done by somebody who fucking lives and breathes the dark tower universe um knowing that they passed on that for this it's like it better fucking be good because i was listening to an interview with the guy who um wrote and filmed the pilot for the dark tower series and that motherfucker had it right like I was getting goosebumps the whole time I was listening to it because it's just like, yeah, this motherfucker knows this universe. And then Prime's or Amazon's like, meh, we got other properties. Yeah, and, that, and they'll go and buy a bit of one when they've been given a blessing. That's that's awesome. See these, um, and that's what I'm talking about the nepotism mm. and why these companies, because they're busy handing in their fiefdoms that are next to the line to the throne, so to speak, and they're not actually looking for quality anymore. Where back in the time of this movie, you only got your chops if you actually were able to demonstrate, you know, you had something about you. Mm-hmm. But the Spielbergs of the day have kind of shrunk into the background and then these fucking Muppets have taken their place. Yeah. And it's sad. But we can good thing is that we can always go back in time and look at movies. That's, that's a good thing about art. Mm-hmm. Once you create it, it's there. Yeah, and you can always go back. And if you're feeling what I'll say to people that are feeling bad about fucking movies and so on, like I do as well, I the I mean, because one of the major enjoyments of my life was going to movies. Oh yeah, and if that's taken away from me, well, guess what? I can always go back, and that's part of the reason for this podcast why I would jump forward and back in time and look at what's out now and step back every so often because we've also pulled the veneer off stuff that we thought were classics. Mm-hmm. And then we've realized that they're actually a bit shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's but that's a joy when you do you take off the rose tinted glasses and you look at something you're like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. But thankfully, this one isn't. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like this is this is definitely one of those movies that's going to stand the test of time. Um, like as long as people still watch movies, it's still gonna be watched. Like, yeah, it's gonna uh... be right up there with the Universal Monsters. Well, maybe talk about the sequels um, 
and another stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe just do them both together because although two is my favorite, I have to say it in three of them. I really like two, but I really like to hear your opinions. Yeah, and I it's, it's the, been so long since I've watched it, so it, that would be fun to do. Yeah, um, we'll maybe do that sometime. Look at the sequels. Um, yeah, um, so that's busy. I think a uh, good time to wrap it up. We're freaking near two hours at this thing. You know, we've already one or two tangents along the way, but we're not, <laughs> not us. Never. Ones. We stay on point. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, focused, focused, hundred percent. Ah, sure, that's half the fun, eh? Just fucking jump on shit. <laughs> well, I suppose to just wrap up and say thanks very much to our horrific authors who took part in July. That was uh, W.A. Roberts, Tristan Hutchison, Gary Baxler, Katie Marie, and Dale Gibson. Um, guys, check out our channels. Uh, we don't just do this segment and talk about movies. We also feature authors, you know, independent creators on a weekly basis. That's part of the reason for the existence is to get new art out there, uh, mm-hmm. get people the eyes on it and give people a bit of a lift because the corporations aren't going to do it for you uh they're just going to get keep and keep the same sludge going out so the more voices we can get out there more creativity and give people who are actually knocking their pan in and making stuff a bit of a leg up so check out their other episodes um we also i do randomly we've got horrific reviews do randomly just movies throughout the week we do unboxings we open nerdy shit and they got it and play games as well now and again um although i'm shit at them so god we, we really need thing. to get together again for that shit That's yeah nice. um the problem is evil dead's fucking hard yeah yeah it that game really is, is merciless <laughs> jesus christ yeah. that game is does not give you a minute like it slaps you mm-hmm. about from the minute you jump on so you need to be on point oh, even yeah. the side missions i'm still haven't fully completed the first one i same <laughs> I've got as far as the head to go and bury it, and then that's it. I'll keep getting smacked down. Yeah, that's about where I die too. <laughs> yeah, they're not giving they're not giving it away easily. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's but that's, yeah, all that. It's proper. All that stuff to look forward to. Hopefully, now with a new uh, platform, that these streams look a bit a bit smoother now, <laughs> less hiccups. Can't guarantee it because technology is technology. You know, what I mean, always find a way to screw you over. But so far, so good. <laughs> All right, then. So until next time, keep it creepy, keep Keep it horrific. horrific. Yeah.